0: Next on show number 100 for BYU Sports Nation, the road-losing streak is history. BYU men's basketball finds a way at San Francisco
1: and pick up their fourth straight win. To celebrate the century mark, we bring back our very first in-studio guest, Jamal Williams, preparing for what he feels will be a record-setting junior season. Plus, the voice of Santa Clara Broncos basketball, and it's draft
0: day for a BYU soccer star. Let's go. And now live
2: on Sirius XM One Forty Three BYU Radio, it's BYU Sports Nation with your hosts Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. All
0: about the Benjamins, One Hundred shows, rise and shout BYU Sports Nation. It's Friday, and this is how we do it. This is how we do
1: it. Oh yeah! This is how we do it. Show One Hundred. Fantastic! <laughs> we started on Labor Day. Can you believe that? And I guess we're not off the air yet, so I think it's going okay. We made it to a hundred.
0: Woo! We have the party horn somewhere. We need that. That's that's that. <laughs> you know it's yeah, there. Yep, yep. there. it is. There, there it is. It okay. Is. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jeremy Jordan, wherever and however you may be listening. Thanks for making this part of your day. Draft day for a BYU soccer standout, Chloe Coolahan, midfielder extraordinaire, drafted 14th overall in the National Women's Soccer League. That just happened moments ago. She'll play for the Western New York Flash. All nice, right. Nicely done, Chloe. Back to the Mormon origins. Seriously. That girl is a magician off the free kick. I'm not
1: kidding. The Palmyra Kickers. I don't know. <laughs> they're, the, they're the Flash. <laughs> no, but if it was in Palmyra. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I'm not kidding.
0: She has shades of David Beckham. Like, it was fun to Whoa. watch her take a free kick. She's dangerous from 40 yards. Well done, Chloe. BYU basketball alone in second place in the West Coast Conference after an 0-2 conference start. They've only had four games since that. How did they get all the way back up to number 2? I love parody. Crazy stat line at San Francisco. Makes very little sense how BYU won. But look, the Kooks found a way ton of good news to discuss on that front. Oh, by the way, Jeremy, you told me something really interesting about the West Coast Conference last night.
1: Jeff Toriel tweeted this. WCC 4-0. The road teams all won on the same night for the first time since 06. How about Portland following up
0: the win over Gonzaga with a win at Loyola Marymount? There you go. BYU lost at Loyola Marymount. Everyone's destroying each other.
1: And the Portland Pilots won at
0: LMU after
1: beating Gonzaga at home. This is not good for BYU's NCAA tournament. the WCC's it NCAA is tournament is nuts. Fun, but not good at the end of the year. And then the RPI, BYU's RPI, took a major boost. ESPN's daily RPI says that BYU went from 50 to 36 with the win. Huh? Tomorrow, it's what a road win will I do. I have no idea why that
0: happened. Yeah, not, not, quite honestly, I don't. But it's good. Yay! It, it's good. Football news. BYU and Houston, that crazy game. 48-47 winner for BYU and or was it 47 46? 47 46. Yeah, 47, Mr. 46. Pippin Red Vines
1: equals Crazy Delicious. That's what that game was. It was voted one of the top 100 best college football games of the year, number 81. By SB Nation yesterday.
0: Nice. Yeah, not bad. Okay, and then Bracketology released yesterday, going back to uh, Cougar Hoops. BYU still firmly on the bubble, but they moved
1: up just a hair. Number three in the first four out for Joe Lenardi, up one spot. From last week. St. Mary's is below that. They're one of the first four out. So to Lenardi, BYU is more of an NCAA tournament type team than St. Mary's by a hair. Those are some juicy show
0: starters. We're getting getting it going right. We have more. We're getting it going right on show number 100. Join the conversation by using the new and more concise hashtag BYUSN, giving you more space to tweet. Comment on our Facebook page and sound off on today's Twitter question.
1: It's show 100, so we want to uh, live it up a little bit. What's your favorite moment from the first 100 shows of BYU Sports Nation? I'm still trying to figure
0: out my favorite moment. There have been so many good ones. But I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm at the decide at the end of the show. Use hashtag BYUSN. I've narrowed it down to a few. You'd be thinking about that as well, Jerem. Uh, oh, by the way, going to Twitter right now, at Joe Sorber says, congrats, hashtag BYUSN on show number 100. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. I believe Joe was the man who tweeted in uh, that uh, he's listening to our show. In, Why- in New York. In New York. There's your Chloe Coulahan tie. So, Joe, Chloe's coming your way, Western uh, New York Flash. But uh, he's also a doctor. So, in the midst catching of Catching babies, He's he catching said. babies. Preparing to catch some babies. And listening to BYU Sports
1: Nation. That's getting it done. At Chesh Sports. Th- th- this just in. Ha- hashtag BYUSN. Dangerous from 40 yards for Coulahan. Why has she not been kicking for the football team the last three? That's seasons? a relevant question. UNLV had a female kicker a couple years ago. She made a PAT in a bowl game. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes, she did. It's more of a sideshow than actually helping your team I'm in ask that case. Chloe, but about if the, she's the next got game, I, her, I will ask Chloe. Well, g- guess what? It's over. No chance for her. I There's got to be somebody else.
0: Okay. At Laser Sheep says the best moment on hashtag BYUSN have been Trevor Maddich saying fatties up front <laughs> in regards that is to the good. offensive lineman and Broncos candy bar interview explanation. Uh, oh, that's good. That is good. Uh, he said the late edition for the best moment at Jerem Jordan. This is, our, this is our Instagram This video is our Instagram
1: video 20. today asking me why I'm dressed up. And because I couldn't think of anything else to say, I said, because I'm cool. And I have a Mariner shirt on. So it's hashtag Mariners versus Cufflinks. <laughs> I know who wins that, and it's not the M's. <laughs> Show number one, hundy. You can listen to BYU
0: Sports Nation weekdays, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on Sirius XM Channel 143, byuradio.org, the BYU Radio iOS app, and Dish Network Channel 980. Access our show on demand at byuradio.org. Or if it's more convenient for your schedule, catch the rebroadcast weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. By the way, in about 15 minutes, our first in-studio guest ever on the show, Jamal Williams, is coming on back. He says at one point, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, that kid, well, I'm just, just going to leave to the interview, okay? It's that good. You don't want him. as a 15 minutes, Jamal Williams joining BYU Sports Nation. For now, rise and shout. It's time for a Friday edition of What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Winning ugly, but still winning. Collinsworth, the offensive rebound. No reset of the shot clock. Collinsworth is fouled. And one steal by Carlino for Haas
2: who spikes it and one. Are you kidding me? Haas with the hops.
0: No, I am not
1: kidding you. And Jeremy made your baby cry when he threw down that dunk. I did something to the effect of oh, and then instantly that face on my seven-year-old of oh my gosh, I'm so scared. You have a you have a seven-year-old, (laughs) seven-month-old. I don't even. What's her name? I can't even remember. (laughs) But that fa- that face of just sheer fear, like what did? Why did you just scream? What? Why? It's like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. It's one of those moments,
0: though. Yeah, Tyler Hoskins. It, totally it. it down. totally worth it. Was so worth it. Okay, so we're looking at the stat sheet, and I'm seeing a lot of huh, because BYU as a team, one of the best passing teams in America. We heard uh, from Ken Pomeroy yesterday. He talked specifically about BYU's ability to share the ball.
1: And that, have... and that they take care of their 14th and turnover percentage. BYU had 5 assists and 10 turnovers. They had 5 assists the entire game. Okay, first things first. BYU won a road game. Yep. Yes. Second true road Woo! win of the year. Snapped a 5-game road losing streak. Now in second place in the WCC. Still need to play St. Mary's and Gonzaga. But BYU won the game. It was not pretty. It was, in fact, ugly. But BYU won the game, and that's really important. Because there was a time... Two weeks ago, where BYU was 0-2, and now BYU's 4-2. They've they they've figured something out. Isn't it amazing, the feeling
0: that comes with... Even if you beat San Francisco, it's a road win. They have BYU's number to a little bit. There's There have been some good games with them. Contrast the feeling after the Oregon game, or after the Iowa State game, after Wichita State. Those are really, really good teams. Ranked teams. You lose barely, but it's just an awful feeling. San Francisco is not a ranked team. I think their, their RPI is around
1: 100, depending on which RPI rating you're looking they at. They might not even make the NIT. But it's, a, but it's a road game where BYU needs to go in and win, and they did that. Despite Eric Mika being kind of banged up and didn't have his best game. and Skyler Alford doesn't shoot the ball well, but gets to the line 12 times. I mean, there were a lot of different things there. Tyler Hawes is your fourth leading scorer. This was an unorthodox game. But BYU, give give BYU credit for winning an ugly game on the road. Just win. Go win. And they did that. So many
0: different things that I I wrote down and noticed last night. I mean, uh, there are several observations. I'll start with this. Kyle Collinsworth is a matchup nightmare. He does so many things well for BYU. He was the leading scorer last night, 19 points, 7
1: for 10 shooting. Kyle's starting to find a groove. Now this is interesting because I don't... Okay, you want BYU to get in a position where Kyle can score the ball, right? Because if he's a matchup problem, what's the best way to do that? Is it with the ball in his hands or not? That's the question. Should Matt Carlino continue to come off the bench despite playing really well the last two games? I think that he's figured something out, which uh, I'll share in a moment in the stat of the day with Carlino.
0: I think he's embracing the role. 17 points, 5 of 9, and and yeah.
1: Would BYU be better served having Kyle Collinsworth play the 4 and Carlino the 1 as a starter and bringing Austin off the bench? I submit that question. Ooh. I have not thought about that. Because then you're playing your best 5, your best scoring 5 from the start. And then you don't have this back and forth game. Maybe you have a lead. But you don't have any scoring off the bench. Because right now, Frank Bartley, Anson Winder, they have not uh, contributed points off the bench. Or very much, for that matter. they th- Those guys are capable and have shown that they can score. Anson scored 20 in a game this year. Frank Bartley was huge against Utah State. He was the Y factor, if you could say such a thing. You know who's making up the difference? Skylar Halford. Yes. Two times he got fouled on a
0: three. He shot 12
1: free throws. And he made, made 11. 11.
0: He made 11 of 12 free throws. BYU shot 28 of 37 as a team from the free throw line.
1: 26 of 31 in the second half.
0: He shot 31 free throws in the second half. So BYU getting it done in places that they really haven't gotten it done, most notably on the free throw line. Skylar Halford's energy, and I've said this on the show before, I would hate playing against that guy. He is full speed 100% of the time. As a
1: defender, I would be highly annoyed. Oh, absolutely. Cuz he's super confident, he's making some threes if he's not he's still taking them. He's getting them to he's getting to the line. He's playing defense, he's jumping around. He's shifty. He's yeah. he's deceptively quick and
0: his energy is contagious. His teammates feed off of his energy. You could see, I noticed uh, on a couple of specific plays, one of them was when he got fouled on the three-pointer. I saw Tyler Hawes, and I think it was Kyle Collins, with just run over there and, and slap him high five, and then BYU started, they, they went on a little bit of run after the first time he got fouled on a three-pointer. I'm telling you.
1: Skylar Halfers' energy is contagious. So you had, you had five dudes in double figures, Mika with 11. Which, by the way, 16 straight games in double figures, and a little bit of karma. The Nate Austin, BYU Sports Nation karma, Happened. He led the team in rebounds. He had eight, and he's now eleventh in uh, BYU history in offensive rebounds. I mean, it wasn't a spectacular game, but in a game where BYU was getting worked on the boards in the first half, the karma came into play in the second half for Nate Austin. He played great
0: defense. He was on the show yesterday. Did not foul out. Yes,
1: Mika did, which was a
0: terrible call. Sports Nation. Karma lives on. Uh, Final notes from yesterday's game. BYU has five team assists. They're out-rebounded, 40-29, to but they just found... USF, uh, San Francisco did a great job disrupting
1: BYU's half-court offense. That's why they only had five assists, but it didn't matter. That's not, those aren't winning numbers, so it was good to win. Which, by the way, let's share the stat of the day.
2: It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Believe it.
1: Matt Carlino loves playing San Francisco, Spencer. BYU's 4-1 against San Francisco with Carlino. He shoots 56% in those five games. 46% <laughs> from three and averages 18.2 points per game. I guarantee he knows that, too. At home, he's going to score 20 against the I Dubs.
0: guarantee Matt Carlino knows. Oh, yeah, we're playing San Francisco. Time to go off. Stat of the day. Matt Carlino.
1: <laughs> the
0: music. Oh, I love this show so much. Congratulations on show 100, Jerem. You, too. Fun stuff. Enough looking back. Let's move forward to Saturday's showdown with Santa Clara. (laughs) Topic two. We welcome into BYU Sports Nation the voice of the Santa Clara Broncos. His name is Anthony Passarelli, and... He's a busy man this time of year, as are most radio play-by-play guys for the West Coast Conference teams. Anthony, it's been an up-and-down season for the Broncos. Uh, you had the jubilation of a buzzer-beater win at St. Mary's, and then there's a game like last night. How is it as the radio play-by-play guy to to go between the, the highs and the lows?
3: Well, uh, first of all, Spencer, thanks for having me. Um, the, the highs and lows, if you can figure out a way to – Distance yourself a little bit from, which is hard to do, from the outcome and just enjoy the ride. Uh, things are a little bit easier. I've learned in my 20 years doing this, but um, it's been an up and down season. You're right. We've got uh, Santa Clara has some some new players, some some fresh faces that are exciting at times, but frustrating at other times. So it's uh, it's you know it comes with the territory. But uh, close games, buzzer beaters, and and tough losses are all part of it.
1: Tell us a little bit about Kerry Keating's uh, squad this year. Ten and ten so far. Who are some of the guys uh, BYU fans should know about?
3: Well, Jared Brown would be the first one. He's an 18-year-old kid from Aurora, Illinois. Um, he's uh, chose Santa Clara first for academics, which is always fun to hear when you're doing a player interview. Um, and then for uh, you know just uh, the program, the basketball program, and the uh, connection he made with some of the players and the coaches in recruiting. Uh, but Jared Brownridge is a, is a uh, freshman guard. He'll play a two-guard, sometimes move to the point. Um, but he's, uh, he's fantastic. He, As you said, uh, the game-winner against St. Mary's on the road. First time the Broncos have beaten St. Mary's in their home gym since 2007. A three-pointer uh, to win by two. And uh, one of the best smiles in the West Coast Conference, I think. But just a guard who could shoot and is learning – how to get to the basket uh, at the collegiate level, and he's going to be special.
0: The voice of the Santa Clara Broncos, Anthony Passarelli, joining BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. You mentioned the buzzer beater and some of those notable players. What does Santa Clara think about BYU coming into their house tomorrow after a a tough loss last night?
3: Well, I think they're looking forward to it. Uh, One of the things that uh, we've talked about with uh, Kerry Keating on pregame shows and postgame shows is after tough losses, uh, let's play the next day. Uh, you know, let's prepare, but let's, uh, let's get somebody in right away. And uh, it's not hard to get up for BYU. I mean, Broncos haven't beaten them since they've joined the conference and uh, with players like Tyler Hawes and uh, Nate Austin and Matt Carlino, players the Broncos have seen in the past. Um, that's, that's motivation enough. And, of course, uh, coming off a win over USF last night, um, Broncos are looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing players like Kyle Collinsworth and Skylar Halford First time for us to see them, but uh, you know uh, Dave Dave Rose goes deep here with this with this roster, so uh, we're looking forward to it, and and uh, I'm looking forward to a good game at
2: home.
1: And it was uh, yeah, it was a a good game last year. uh, BYU ended up winning it uh, at the end there, but uh, interested to know about the arena a little bit because. The uh, Levy Events Center last year, I think the game was played in the afternoon, and sunlight actually gets onto the court at a certain point. Does that get in shooters' eyes at any point? I, I know tomorrow night the game's tomorrow night, so not not an impact tomorrow. But I thought that was interesting.
3: Well, I don't see, I don't think in the eyes so much as it's just something different to see. Um, we don't play, as you mentioned, don't play too many afternoon games at Levy. Thirty five hundred seats, uh, up to four thousand, I think uh, we get. Uh, but uh, it used to be a, a kind of a I don't know uh, uh, a bubble a bubble roof. They used to call it Toso Pavilion. It underwent a renovation, but even at the old Toso Pavilion, uh, and I, I actually, as a middle school basketball uh, hopeful, <laughs> went to a couple of summer camps there on that floor. So I not only know about the light, but where all the dead spots are. There you go. Uh, it's a it's a different atmosphere. It is, and uh, a lot of BYU fans uh, were there last year. I think half of it uh, half of the attendance was BYU. Uh, so it is a little different, as you mentioned. Tomorrow night, we won't have to worry about the sun, but uh, we should have, a, I think, close to a full house with uh, the contingent that BYU brings.
0: Anthony Passarelli, the voice of the Santa Clara Broncos on BYU Sports Nation. The West Coast Conference is one of two conferences in our great land of America that has every team with a winning record currently. Are you in favor of the parity inside the WCC, or would you like to see some more of the, the powerhouses? And uh, Because there's some discussion on whether that's good for the, the WCC and, and getting a lot of teams into the tournament. What do you think?
3: Well, I, I think from a... Um teams in the middle to the bottom of the conference uh this year parody good because you have an opportunity uh to beat a saint mary's on the road or uh, gonzaga lost at portland and uh lmu as you know had a good start to the season but are starting to come back to the pack a little bit uh i like parody because it's exciting from a broadcaster standpoint to go in uh thinking wow we might have one that goes down to the wire and maybe our team will pull one out i say our team and the team i cover because uh You know, everybody's in a good mood when you win, as you know, Spencer. Yes, uh, yes. Obviously, obviously you can't deny the fact that with uh, Gonzaga losing at Portland and St. Mary's dropping one at home to Santa Clara, that it's going to be very likely the team that wins the conference tournament uh, is going to go, and if that's not Gonzaga, maybe Gonzaga gets in if they play well the rest of the way. So likely two teams and not a uh, BYU-St. gonzaga Uh, likely going to the tournament. So I think it definitely helps the teams in the bottom half, but I can see from a standpoint of uh, getting uh, the West Coast Conference some good publicity and some some power conversations around the country uh, about uh, how good the conference is, I think that definitely hurts it.
0: Anthony, I have to ask you this because I'm a huge Steve Nash fan. How much contact do you have with the uh, two-time NBA MVP and and, uh, his connections to the program?
3: Well, you know, I I haven't had too much contact with him at all. He's been fairly busy winning uh, MVPs. Right, right. Playing for the the Lakers. I know it's been a stretch since his MVPs, and I know he's been having some injuries. He did visit the Bronco women's basketball team when Santa Clara was uh, down in Southern California a couple of weeks ago. But, uh, you know, he's also a big soccer fan as well, and he has a lot of ties with uh, the Vancouver uh, franchise of MLS. So uh, he's busy quite a bit, but from time to time – we uh, are able to uh, uh, contact him or reach out to him via email. And, you know, he always wishes the program well. And uh, I I think the next opportunity he has uh, with his schedule and Santa Clara's, the men's team, uh, the two will get together.
1: Well, good luck on the call tomorrow night. We appreciate the time and we look forward to the game, Anthony.
3: Hey, guys. Thanks a lot for
0: having me.
1: Anthony Passarelli, voice of the Santa Clara Broncos. Jerem, how can the people watch the game tomorrow? You would ask me that. It's all over the place. Yes, I would it's ask on, you. It's that. on Root Sport. <laughs> you, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, it's, it's all over the place. Uh, uh, Root Sports, I think, locally uh, in Utah, okay. and then the Comcast Sports Nets uh, in the Bay Area, uh, CSN California, Time Bas- Warner
0: Cable. Basically, if you want to find it, you can find it.
1: Uh, I'm not sure if the W.TV has uh, access tomorrow, but yeah, it's on a myriad of channels. BYU going for on five on BYU Radio. That's how you can listen
0: to it. Five Straight Wins you can listen to live on BYU Radio. Coming up next on BYU Sports Nation, we're doing it big. Show 100. Let's bring back the first in-studio guest we ever had. He's known as @jswagdaddy on Twitter. Jamal Williams up next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Stay with us. We'll
4: have more BYU Sports Nation right after this. Rise and shout, Cougar fans. This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening
0: to BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out live in Studio 2. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. You can also follow us at Spencer underscore Linton and at Jerem Jordan.
1: Tomorrow, BYU Radio has a double dose of hoops starting at 5 Eastern with the women's basketball game at San Diego. Then at 10 Eastern, the men play at Santa Clara. Listen to both live on BYU Radio tomorrow. Huge game for the women. By the way, San Diego's a really good team. What's your
0: favorite moment from the first 100 shows of BYU Sports Nation? That is our Twitter question today. Think about that. And while you're thinking about it, we bring back a guy that I is one of my favorite moments. Tell you what, the first time he joined us. Unforgettable. It is show 100, and fittingly, we bring back the first guest we ever had on BYUSN. Cougar running back Jamal Williams just wrapped up a 1,200-yard-plus sophomore season, 1,233 to be exact. Fifth most in any BYU year. Jamal, while that is fantastic, I want to bring up that you're a man of unique style. Last time you walked into our studio, you had Ugg boots on. Not many people can pull that off. We jokingly brought up pink Uggs because you love the color pink. So did you ask your mom for those for Christmas, and did
2: you get them? No, I, I didn't give no pink Uggs. <laughs> I didn't give pink Uggs yet. <laughs>
1: have the Uggs, uh, have you used them during the winter here in Provo with the snow yet?
2: Of course. I, I pretty much wear them, like, almost all the time. Like <laughs> at least two days out of the week, I have them on. What kind of
0: a reaction do you get with uh, with your style around campus?
2: Eh nothing too serious. I mean they might look at me, then they look, Oh, it's just Jamal. He could do pretty much whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he could turn anything fashionable.
1: <laughs> so what what's next uh in your line of fashion?
2: Hmm, I don't know. It's just like it just comes to me. I have to go to my uh hot spot and go check out the accessories, the bookstore. <laughs> so All the the bookstore <laughs> so. is your
1: hot spot.
2: The BYU Books for? Yeah.
1: <laughs> During the season, Jamal, on the pregame show on BYU TV, uh, Countdown to Kickoff, we would show your Instagram video dance every week. It kind of started midway through the year. When did that start, and how fun is that to do that with your uh, fellow running backs?
2: It started against Virginia, actually. It started the first game. And at first, we were just joke, joking about it and get up and dance it. And after that, Paul and I decided just to make it a ritual and do it every game. So uh, it's just our little thing now. And now this time I'm going to have him. He's going to be starting to dance this time.
0: So you're throwing in an audible.
2: Yep. Okay. he's going to be dancing this time. Omaha, Omaha.
0: <laughs> we look forward Omaha, to that. Oh, yeah. Uh, what a, an up and down season, Jamal—a roller coaster of emotions, uh, I'm sure for you. I mean, we we felt that as uh, BYU supporters and, and members of the media. But so many different and interesting games that you played. Uh, interesting note: SB Nation listed the Houston game as the number 81 in the top 100 college football games of 2013. What was your favorite game this season?
2: Hmm. I think my favorite game was probably against Nevada. Even though like the first half wasn't as good as I we expected it to be, but I feel like the second half we like, I feel like that was like the first time we ever like turned our switch back on to to playing how we play. And like first first half we usually be on, then the second half we we fall off a little bit, but. This time it, it reversed, and I like the way how we finished the game.
1: And that was triggered by your 66-yard run, uh, which was fantastic to start the second half. Jamal was my Y factor, by the way, that game. Did you know that, Jamal? I picked you as my Y factor, and you represented.
2: Yeah, I mean, people don't pick me no more. I'm glad you picked me. I'm glad.
1: <laughs> we opened it up to more people, and so you got involved, and I think won a couple. 8-5 uh, and five season, Jamal, what, what are your thoughts on how the 2013 season went?
2: Um, having off starting with a new offense, I feel like we did, we did pretty good. And coming off, coming off this season, going into the next one, we should be more experienced and more prepared to go out there and, and, and do better. And I feel like this year we're going, to we're going to have a, a better season than we had last year for sure. And hopefully have a 10 win season. BYU now
0: junior running back Jamal Williams joining BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. You mentioned the things that you did well. Can you talk about the specifics uh, of this season when when you look back on things that w- that went successfully?
2: Um I f- I feel like we we getting getting better on blocking and and trying to uh protect our quarterback and um I feel like our run our run our run blocking is getting better too add in um the the quarterback quarterback runs as well and i feel like uh, running backs as well in the quarterback running when we had to block for um Taysom is um getting better too so um overall i feel like everybody just just improving on their blocking holding on to blocks so we can we can have them long runs and and have them exciting plays
1: I felt like uh, the team did the best they could given the number of uh, young guys on the offensive line and a little bit of an experience there, and they gained experience through a tough schedule this season. Yet, you end up number ten in the country in rushing offense. How did that happen?
2: Um, just pretty much play calling and having guys who wanna who wanna run the ball and, and execute the running plays too, you know? and you just gotta have people who wanna. Who want to win and and want to get down and dirty sometimes because running game is down and dirty. It's it's who wants to who wants to um, who wants to win on that play and and be determined to to put the the guy on the other side of the ball on the ground and and pretty much just execute. So it's just. It's you and that one dude, well, not for me when I'm running, but for the linemen, it's just them and that one dude. And if they could get a good push on them, it helps us out more and gets us confidence of, hey, once we get to the second level, it's just us against them.
1: Now junior running back Jamal Williams joins BYU Sports Nation on this, the 100th show. Jamal was our first in-studio guest ever. Jamal, do you expect more rushing yards next year with a more experienced offensive line or more passing yards?
2: Compared to 2013. I still still feel like we're going to have more rushing yards than we have passing yards. Even though we do have, we have a couple, we have like great wide receivers. But I feel like um, just the running back core and and having tapes, we're just going to have um, more chances to run the ball and and just um, pretty much just go out there and have fun while doing it. And Hey, I'm trying to get some receiving yards, too, as well. BYU
0: running back Jamal Williams joining BYU Sports Nation. Jamal, with the departure of Kyle Van Noy and Cody Hoffman, there's kind of that leadership role that that's open. Who becomes the leader of this BYU team from here on out?
2: Um, Pretty much anybody who's ready to step up. Um, we're all trying to fill in and help each other out, molding out people to become the leaders. Um, including myself and and Taysom and um, Craig Bills, so pretty much all the role players is is learning the ways. I'm still learning how to become a leader and and step up and talk to people and encouraging them. So I uh, want hopefully I'll be ready to to help out with the leading role and um, and have my teammates ready to play.
0: You bring up your teammate Taysom Hill. He he just got engaged, so I'm, I'm going to ask you did did you give him any advice on on what to do and how to approach that situation?
2: I do not, because I have, I am nowhere close. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he doesn't want my inexperience, because my my motive of getting married is is far far different from his. <laughs> so, he, he's ready. He, he's past his prime. He's like 28. <laughs> I'm only I'm only 18. I don't know nothing. I I don't know nothing about marriage yet. I barely have a girlfriend.
1: Very nice. When you look at uh, your production through the first two years, Jamal, uh, 2,008 yards, your 10th all-time in career rushing yards of BYU already. Now, if you are healthy and play in every game and BYU goes to a bowl game the next two seasons, I've got you down for the following per game to pass Harvey Unga: 56 yards. How about a double it, a 112 next year and you pass Harvey Young in next season? What do you think of that?
2: I feel like I can do it if I just keep my mind set and keep myself healthy and, and play smart. So it's a challenge and it's one of my goals now and, and I hopefully I get to it.
1: What kind of relationship do you have with Harvey? I know he's a big fan of yours and thinks that you, you can and will pass him.
2: Harvey is the role model. It's like before I, before I came here, You know how you look up YouTube videos and highlights of the team that you, that you're going to? First person who came up, Harvey. First running back I watched, Harvey. And every time I watched him, I just got excited and, and know that I get to play where Harvey played and, and he's just a great guy too. He, he's nice and he reached out to me in time of need and texted me if I ever need anything to, to help me keep going and playing and, um, I'm just glad to have a, a role model like him to to keep me motivated to keep playing.
0: BYU junior running back Jamal Williams joining BYU Sports Nation at show 100, and he was our first in studio guest. So we're going back to where it all began. Jamal, you mentioned that passing Harvey is one of your personal goals. What are your other goals as a running back at BYU? Um, now is
2: the my one of my goals now is to get over 1200 to so probably hit like 15. Or even 2,000 if I get the chance, and hopefully get um, more touchdowns than I had this year. So I'm just my goals change every year. I'm just trying to do better than I did last year, and another goal, like I I want to make it go to the NFL. So that's that's my real goal right there, and I'm just working hard to get there if I can.
1: Speaking of working hard, what's the schedule like uh, now that you guys aren't practicing until about March? But what's your uh, weekly schedule like as you prepare for a spring practice?
2: It's just weightlifting, running, weightlifting, running. I'm just <laughs> I'm tired. I mean, I'm getting—I feel bigger, and bigger already. It's only been like two weeks, so I'm gonna be ready to go. I'm gonna be looking real buffish, but <laughs> I'm. <laughs> I'm going to still have some kinds of speed, and um, I'm going to try to improve on it, too.
0: I need to look—how do I look buffish? That, I, first of all, I like that word. Secondly, you need to tell Jeremy and I how to approach the category of buffish. Do you think you can do that for
2: us? Well, the easy, easiest way to get buffish is, like, you do lightweight, but multiple, like, a lot of reps. So you just do it, like, really quick. That's, that's how you get ripped. I don't know. <laughs> I'm good at I party say, pumping.
1: I just need long-term muscle, Jamal.
2: <laughs> oh, all right. Well, have a truckload of protein. Okay. Eat, just drink all that up, and then you'll be good.
1: Your your mom is an avid supporter of you, of BYU sports. I mean, she went to a women's volleyball match against USC in Southern California and tweeted about it and was jawing at some USC fans and stuff. You know, I, she's fantastic. What? Uh, how fun has that been for you to have her at almost, you know, every game and be an avid supporter that way?
2: Um, She's just my number one fan, and she helps me out when I need it. And um, I know that she'll be here with me all the step, um, every step of the way, and I'm just glad to have her.
0: Next season shapes up interestingly on the schedule. It's not as... Difficult per se in terms of big name teams, but there there is enough meat in that schedule where BYU can make some serious national noise if you win double digit games. What are the expectations for your team next year?
2: Um, I think the expectation for the team is uh, just to do better than we did last year and just come out with a tenacious tenacious will to win. Um, I feel like we should we should go against anybody no matter who it is and, and play them the same and know that when we go out there and play either Notre Dame or Idaho State that we are gonna come out with the W and have no fear in our hearts.
1: Alright, let's wrap up with this Jamal. Shout outs with Jamal became something uh popular and trendy uh in during the season. Let's let's give you a minute to, to get your shout outs out.
2: righty, here we go. You already know the <laughs> usual. I'd like to give a shout out to my mama, uh my Uncle Bo, Auntie Karen, my sugar mama, Auntie Linda, um, you go with Trishna, Mimi, uh, Nestle, uh Jayla, Design, uh, Lexa Gray, Taysom Hill, Cody, Hoffman, Calvin Boy, uh what is it called? Oh, Grandpa, uh, Sugar Mama, I already said Sugar Mama, right?
1: Yeah, that's a repeat. We're on fifteen.
2: <laughs> okay, Mama O, uh, Stockton, Sailor, Story, Daddy O. Then we got who? Oh, Miss Serena, Coach Brown, Coach Burrell, Coach Crutch, uh, Dante, Bernard, Nico, Rayvon, uh, oh. Luther, Jason, Chris, and. Yan, and we got Beyonce. Kelly <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes. Rihanna. And, oh, yeah. Rihanna. And okay. my Special favorite, my celebrity crush, uh, Skylar Diggins. 36! 36, 36 hey. shout outs from Jamal
0: Williams. Nicely done.
2: Hi.
0: Hey, Jamal. There we go. Jerem and I want nicknames from you, so work on that, okay?
1: Think Think about uh, that. We'll talk to you in a. In a Spencer
0: few weeks. and Jerem want nicknames from the one and only at J Swag Daddy.
2: Of course, Jay Swaggy got you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey Jamal, thanks for joining us on show number one hundred. Best of luck to you. Keep up the good work. All right, thank you. That will be a follow-up question. I can guarantee our nicknames. Football season right around the corner.
4: Countdown to Connecticut. two
1: twenty-three. <laughs> it's it's. I mean, it's almost here. I think that. <laughs> We need to start breaking down Connecticut soon. August is like a week away. Or 32. Or 32 weeks. Or 223 days. 36 shout-outs, including (laughs) Rihanna, Beyonce, and Taysom Hill. And Tyler Diggins. Sugar Mama twice. Got twice. (laughs) Up next, more of your favorite moments from the first 100
0: shows of BYU Sports Nation, plus a very special guest. Ooh. You'll find out. And the head coach of BYU men's volleyball, Chris McGowan, this is BYU Sports Nation show number 100.
3: We'll be back with more BYU Sports Nation right after
1: this. This is Tyler Haas, and you are in BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Go
4: Cougs.
0: Tyler Haas and the BYU Cougars trying to extend their current four-game win streak at Santa Clara tomorrow. BYU Sports Nation show 100 continues Spencer Winton and Jerem Jordan hanging out. Good to have everyone with us.
1: Tomorrow, BYU Radio has a double dose of hoops. 5 Eastern, women's basketball at San Diego. 10 Eastern, men at Santa Clara. Listen to both live on BYU Radio tomorrow. Some of our top stories. If you're just joining BYU Sports
0: Nation, we spoke with Jamal Williams. Fantastic. To celebrate show number 100. He was our first in-studio guest. 36 shout-outs from Jamal. The list included Beyonce, Rihanna,
1: Rihanna O, Skyler Diggins, Sugar
0: Mama, Taysom
1: Hill. (laughs) Most of those people, I'm like, who the heck is that? You know, it's just uh, people that he knows. And then it starts getting to Kyle Vannoy, Taysom Hill, Skyler Diggins. I'm like, all right, I know who these people are. I think in the past with us, he did George Washington, uh, Benjamin Franklin, John Adams. I was like, all right. Going historical, he's great. I love it. He has so much. He he just drips with personality. Tons
0: of personality. We were also joined by the voice of the Santa Clara Broncos, Anthony Passarelli, previewing tomorrow's game. Chloe Coolahan, BYU women's soccer star, drafted 14th overall in the second round. She's going to the National Women's Soccer League to play
1: for the Western New York Flash. Very cool. Congratulations, Chloe. I learned more about that league in that sense than I had known before. You're welcome. Lindsey Lizenby, Cutchall's in that as well, former BYU women's Another actor. great player. Yeah, And BYU in Houston, the classic game
0: at uh, Reliant Stadium, where the Houston Texans play 47-46 winner for BYU, voted as the 81st best college football game overall in the top 100 by
1: SB Nation. I believe that was 81st bestest game of...
0: 81st bestest ever. Ever, ever.
1: Ever. Mostest.
0: What's your favorite moment from the first 100 shows of BYU Sports Nation. Let's go back to Twitter.
2: It's winter time.
0: At J. Powelke, Hashtag BYUSN, one of the best moments. This is the second time this has been referenced. Trevor Maddich calling Wisconsin linemen fatties.
1: (laughs) And saying, don't sleep on Idaho State. Don't sleep on
4: Idaho State.
1: (laughs) As soon as he said that, you and I looked at each other. And this show will be simulcast in you know a short time. Uh we'll let you know when that happens but you're going to see our face next time. Sorry, what? Yeah. Uh, Don't sleep on Idaho State. I wouldn't Hey,
0: the Bengals can bring it, dude. Dick Vitale was like,
1: "Are you serious?" Oh, oh.
0: <laughs> okay, no more Dick Vitale. And, and also <laughs> Jay Puelke included in that tweet and BYU SN Karma.
1: And Nate Austin, listen, this is a real thing like it. Now, we haven't decided if it's horcruxable. You know, we've talked about split this. Split it up. you can split it up or not. So, it was, it was given to Nate Austin. And now, Jamal Williams, I mean, it's a long-term thing, but I think that he just pounds the weights today because he got some karma. <laughs> he just, boom, 400, what's up?
0: Nate Austin led the team in rebounds. 11th uh, leading offensive rebounder in BYU history. Expected Surprising to pass stat. Hafa Araujo very, very shortly. Yeah. So, the karma lives on. Uh at Bridger Hill the show continually gets better please land an interview with John Stockton before the Gonzaga game I
1: could do a John Stockton That's uh yeah David really proud of my son and uh yeah they're great <laughs> John's John's great that would be fun to have that John That sounds Stockton like some the other people that
0: even personated Bill Belichick Yeah Bill Belichick cool. John Stockton and Bill Belichick are probably right. the same person All
1: right dude I know this is weird it's show 100 I've never had to do this but I got to go to the bathroom right where, now Where are you going I <laughs> sorry no, I just got to go.
0: You're going to miss our special you're going to miss our special guest. Uh, okay. Well, whatever. I'll just keep it real. Uh, it just makes more room for our next guest, a debut special on show number 100 of BYU Sports Nation. From parts unknown,
4: he joins us to look into the future of BYU sports. He's the Oracle, only on BYU Sports
0: Nation.
1: Is the incense burning? Hello, Spencer. <laughs> That's your name, right? Only
0: the Oracle would know that.
1: I can, I can barely see you through this incense that I brought into the studio. Is that okay? <laughs>
0: hey, wh- whatever's going to help you see the future, I'm, I'm okay with. Question number one. Thanks for, for having me. The Oracle. I'm so glad you could join us on show number 100. Perfect timing. BYU men's volleyball. Headed out on the road. Okay. They play a couple of
1: difficult games. Give me a moment. How many? What what happens? Give me a moment. I'm seeing a log. I'm seeing an axe in the middle of the log. A a split. A split? Do they play two? Yeah, they play two games. One of them appears to be very tough. A a team with sand. Much sand. (laughs) UC Irvine. Incredible. Irvine. Incredible. Uh, I'm seeing a split. Okay. Axe in the wood. Split.
0: BYU volleyball split. Number two, BYU basketball has won four straight. They just snapped the five-game road losing streak. I have no knowledge of this. They're
1: at Santa Clara. Do the Cougars win? I'm saying a a bearded man, Br- Brigham Brigham Young. Yes. BYU. Yes. I'm saying a, a saint, Saint Diego Cla- Claire, Saint Claire, Santa Clara. And the number the number nine, BYU beats Santa Clara by nine. <laughs> The Oracle It's not me, it's what's
0: given to me Dropping knowledge Number three for my friend the Oracle Jamal Williams was on show number 100 He has an opportunity to make history for BYU football What do you see for Jamal, J-Swag Daddy, in the future, O Oracle?
1: Ooh, i seeing four numbers uh, I'm seeing a, a zero, a zero This isn't good A five and a one 51 They're rearranging themselves Hold just a moment 1,500! 1,500 1, yards? Does he run? <laughs> He's he a running 1,500 yards rushing for one J. J Maul Williams. <laughs> one more just for good measure. I'm, I'm going to make you a regular. How what do you feel it, about that order? What happened to my music? I, I don't
0: know. <laughs> what do you foresee for the next 100 episodes of this show? You've BYU done 100. Sports Nation. That's, that's
1: notable. Congratulations. Thank you. I see. I see something fuzzy. I see Philo T. Farnsworth. Does he have a connection to, to this pe? To your people, I see. I see a television. Is this a radio show or a television show? I don't know. <laughs> are you going to be on television? This is a radio show. I see a si- simulcast. I haven't Wha- heard of this wow. word. Wow! I see a simulcast.
0: That is incredible. I, I'm scared. I'm scared at how much you know.
1: Listen, I must go. There are others who need the Oracle. I must leave. No. <laughs> Please come back soon. Listen, I'm taking my incense with me. This has been fun, but I must go. Please come Spend- back, Spender, or whatever your name is. It was good to meet you. Farewell.
0: Oh no! Oh, oh that that fast.
1: He's gone. The Oracle. Epic segment on show number one hundred. Oh my goodness! When nature calls, you have to go. What Dude, did you I, missed what, it. What did I miss? Did you not see him? Did you not
0: see his incense burning in the hall? I saw a bunch of
1: smoke. I thought there was a fire. You missed the oracle. The who?
0: The oracle. He just just predicted that BYU volleyball would split this weekend. BYU basketball wins by nine. They'll beat
1: Irvine. They'll beat
0: Irvine. They're going to beat Irvine. Oh, man. You know what time it is? Time to whip it. That's
1: right. And you're just in time. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Swimming and diving. The men and women are in Denver to take on the... uh, I've got a cold to take on the Denver Pioneers and New Mexico Lobos. (laughs) Gymnastics. BYU in Boise to take
0: on the 11th-ranked Broncos and 14th-ranked Denver Pioneers.
1: Women's basketball. Tomorrow, 14-3, BYU plays at San Diego at 5 Eastern. Listen to it live on BYU Radio. Track and fill. The men and women are breaking
0: bad in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and the Lobo Invitational this weekend.
1: Men's volleyball. Now we're talking BYU's at Irvine tonight and at UC San Diego tomorrow. With that, we welcome in BYU men's volleyball head coach Chris McGowan. Chris, what's the weather like in Irvine today?
4: Yeah, it's a glorious day in Southern California, 85 degrees, and a wind coming out, warming everything up and uh, lighting fires up in LA.
1: T- well, that's not good, but the weather's nice. Uh, what's the temperature not, not of so your good, yes. What's the temperature of the team after a great weekend last week, knocking off number one Long Beach State?
4: Uh, you know, that was a big weekend for us. We needed to bounce back after kind of struggling to start the season on the road in Chicago. And uh, I think it gave us a lot of confidence. The boys played really, really well. And uh, we had a good week of practice, got healthy in a couple spots that we needed to. And just, uh, you know, I think we're feeling good about um, about tonight.
0: BYU men's volleyball coach Chris McGown joining us from California as this team gets set for a big weekend Coach, you knock out the number one team in the country, but you only jump up one spot in the rankings. Does that kind of stuff bother you?
4: Uh, no, you know we love it. Um, I'd actually rather play from behind than uh, you know than have that big target on our back. Uh, clearly, everybody gets up for BYU in our conference, and uh, so when we go to play, it's no surprise that everybody plays us hard. They, um, you know, it's it's a it's a nice thing to be able to say they beat us in the season, so don't play hard but um you know it's as it should be in these early season rankings everybody's trying to get a sense of what's happening and i think uh, coaches that are pulled in that know that we're remarkably good at home and so you know a couple of home wins i think they they kind of view that as you know well let's see what happens when they go on the road
1: head coach of the men's volleyball team chris mcgown is on the show tonight's a Rematch of the 2013 national title match against UC Irvine. They return a lot of weapons. Chris, how do you take down the anteaters tonight?
4: You know, they're, uh, they're, it's a little bit of a different dynamic. Missing, um, They missed two important players. They missed a setter, and they missed Tilly, uh, um, who I thought was one of the best players in the league last year. For sure, uh, one of the MVPs. He, he had struggled with injury late in the season, and so he wasn't very effective. And then they basically uh you know a week and a half um, off to prepare for the national championship and uh and so I think the rest did him really well and he played great in that match so they're missing those two guys but they with really good middle and so if they can pass well uh, they'll be tough to defend because uh, their middle attackers are really big and uh, have good arms move the ball around well and so it like Virtually all the matches we play, it just comes down to fundamentals. You know, can we serve and receive better than they can serve and receive? And if we can, we like our
0: team. BYU men's volleyball coach Chris McGown from California. They are at Irvine tonight at UC San Diego tomorrow. Coach, we've talked about this a few times on this show. The tournament has now expanded from four teams to six teams. What was your initial raw reaction when you found out that the tournament was going to get bigger?
4: You know, it's uh, I was... Shocked, actually, just from the perspective that they aren't making those kind of moves in the NC2A with respect to minor men's sports. Um, you know, and, and we don't have any illusion about where we fall in the pecking order of in the sporting world here. Men's volleyball has kind of this wonderful cult following, but it's not uh, anywhere near the level where you'd expect them to kind of pay attention to tournament expansion and that sort of thing. And so I was, I was really surprised. Obviously quite pleasantly, uh, because I think it's wonderful for our conference, it's wonderful for um for the sport, you know, and, and just uh maybe a little bit more opportunity, a little bit more exposure for some for from some teams um that we wouldn't have seen otherwise, uh from Conference Carolinas and then probably more opportunities for teams from our conference to make an N C two A uh semifinal and final.
1: Well, Chris, good luck against Irvine. I know a tough match tonight, and then, of course, UC San Diego tomorrow. Best of luck.
4: Okay, thank you so much.
1: Enjoy the beach, too.
4: (laughs) All right. Yeah, maybe... uh... All
1: right. Did we lose, Chris? And scene. (laughs) Good luck to men's volleyball. Huge match tonight with Irvine. They're they're really good. BYU's really good, too. But last year in this match, Ben Patch had 35 kills, by the way, at BYU Rally. You're a record. Ben Patch, who is now serving a two-year Columbus, LDS Ohio. mission in Columbus, Ohio. So the That's the first time that music's run out while we did the whip, by the way. I'm first. proud of that. Show 100, music ran out. Right Might as well have new things happen. Next week
0: on the show, Blaine Fowler, college basketball expert, BYU TV analyst... Makes his weekly stop. Greg Rebel, radio voice of the BYU Cougars, and West Coast Conference Commissioner Jamie Zaninovich.
1: He's interesting because he's also one of 13 members on the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee for men's hoops. So he's always engaging. Today's Rise and Shout goes to Jamal Williams and Chloe Coolahan, well who deserved. got drafted. And Jamal, of course, is a fantastic interview. Show one and show 100. Joins us. He's been on another time. He's been on three times. I think he's our most regular... BYU athlete, he's been on the most. Three times? Three times. There you have it. Once every 33.3 days.
0: To quote him, at J Swaggy has you when we ask him to give us (laughs) nicknames. And we will follow up with those nicknames at some point. That's great. Our Twitter question today is, what are your favorite moments from the first 100 shows on
1: BYU Sports Nation? I'm looking forward to listening to the Oracle or whatever you the or the oracle the, late when it's on demand later today I'm excited to hear what the heck happened while I was in the bathroom I
0: can't believe you had to leave
1: <laughs> I'm sorry show 100 you got you, I d- I was hoping not to have this happen during the show but it did I <laughs> was that was you missed the music too It smells really nice in here though It does
0: the incense burning Yeah nice wood aroma <laughs> of ri-
1: <laughs> smells of rich mahogany
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh really quick Jerem's. Give me one of your favorite moments from the 100. When Joe shows.
1: Tessitore and ESPN play-by-play joined us in studio for two or three segments. He was, that was fantastic to pick his brain on one of our first shows. I think it was week two.
0: One of my favorite moments was when we played the Tiesman rap for Ty Detmer. <laughs> As if he had never heard it. And he said, I wasn't singing that by the way.
1: Thanks to our guests today, Anthony uh, Passarelli, Jamal Williams, and Chris McGowan, and everyone on our crew that makes this happen every day. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. You have just listened to BYU Sports Nation.